0: AK Couple of Couples is just a group of close friends living in Alaska working through life together.
1: Having meaningful conversations, encouraging one another, and challenging our comfort zones, all while trying not to lose our minds.
2: From a recently retired vet, an entrepreneur, a full time executive, and a stay at home mom.
3: Tune in as we discuss living in Alaska, military life, relationships, parenting, communication, and all the things.
0: Welcome to AK Couple of Couples. I'm JP. Let me introduce you to a couple of close friends of mine that make up who AK Couple of Couples are. I have my wonderful wife of 10 years, Karen. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I have my very great friend, Eric. What's up? And would you like to introduce who's sitting kind of catty corner to you? My lovely wife, Noemi.
3: Hi, guys.
0: How's it going? So today we're going to start off with talking about us, really, who we are, what got us up here to Alaska. That's the AK in, in Alaska Couple of Couples is Alaska. Is there a story behind that, like how you guys got here?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. So we're both affiliated with the military, JP and I. Uh, At one point, JP was in. Uh, We used to work together. But uh, not to make a a long story boring, right, Uh, that's how ultimately we got orders up here. Um, So the, the, the road was long and arduous, but, man, was it worth it. I mean, pictures just do not do this place justice how how did we prepare right like that's that's really what comes to mind for me is we got here we made it here and it was like a long road but how did we start to prepare do you remember that babe
3: yeah um at first, it was sh- it was a shock because we had to move across the country. So we were like, what are we going to do? Are we going to fly? Are we going to drive? That's crazy. We're not going to drive. That seems insane.
2: <laughs> um,
3: and then we just decided that for our family, driving was just the best option. We have dogs. And so flying was just sounded like a headache. So we, we drove. And so I guess the biggest thing we did um, was plan our route. We were like, you know what? Let's make a trip out of it, a real vacation out of it. And let's make sure we stop in the places we want to stop at.
2: Did you guys go like through the same thing? Go <laughs> ahead, Karen has a, Karen
0: has a great memory of this of this situation <laughs> how we got to where we are now. So
1: I would say so, but I, ours ours maybe looks different because we stopped and spent time with family on the way, so it was really special for us. Go back, go back to the notification piece of like, how did we find out?
0: They went, th- they they. How did you find out? There's a point in time in the military where. You aren't expecting to be moving or you don't know where you're moving or there's a list of places that you could mm-hmm. be moving. That That's a whole box to unpackage. Like, what was the notification piece for us? Like, hey, guess
1: what? Yeah, I remember that like crystal clear. So JP woke me up in the middle of the night. It was a Saturday night in the wee hours of the morning. He had gotten an email and he got notified that we had an assignment to come up here. So he woke me up to tell me. And there's a couple different bases up here. So, of course, I was anxious to know which one because he only told me
2: we were coming to Alaska. Right. Noemi had the same thought, right, (laughs) when I told her I was actually deployed to Afghanistan. Let's
3: also be clear that you did not tell me you applied for this job.
2: That's also. (laughs) He
3: secretly applied for a job (laughs) across the country and didn't tell me. Right. And so you told me and I remember being so excited I'm like, where in, where in Alaska? Wait, where in Alaska are we going? Hold on. And he was like, Anchorage. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the best news.
2: Is it is it the cold, cold one, or is it just the cold one? Because there's a difference, y'all. There is a difference. The further north you go, mm-hmm. the colder it is, right? So uh, where we're at, it still gets pretty cold. But if you go up to Fairbanks, I mean, they operate in negative degree weather almost consistently through the winter.
0: Alaska's so big that it has different cold depending on where you, a dry cold, wet cold, snowy cold. Like Alaska's cold,
2: cold some places.
0: Wind, some places don't get wind. We're blessed not to get a lot of wind here, but man, Alaska, it'll throw everything at you and the kitchen sink.
2: (laughs) Right. So my favorite question when I meet new people, right, there's like a couple questions that we always ask is, how did you get here, right? And then the next one was, how was your trip? Right. Like, what did you expect of Alaska? Because when I have family call me, they're like, so do you live in like in an igloo or something?
0: <laughs> you, we're that island down by Hawaii, right? The other islands, the <laughs> U.S. islands down there, Alaska. <laughs> I've never personally heard anybody say that, but I've had a startling number of people point that out there that they said, you know, I've had a lot of people ask like, oh, Alaska's the island by Hawaii. And you're like, <laughs> but apparently I have. Apparently gets asked a lot, or that's is common. that because
2: there's the what's that the, the Mandela maps?
0: effect? No, what's the Mandela effect where it's like a lot of people believe this to be true, it's actually false.
2: No, I would have thought is because when you look at the United States, there's always a cutout of a little Alaska and a Hawaii in there, so
3: and they're right next to each other. And they're right next to each, <laughs> 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 to each other. How do
0: you tell someone when they're looking at a map, be like, "Yo, how do you look at a map? Like you see that that's not <laughs> an island, you're like, this is a map, and you're like." Huh, all our points of reference are leading us astray.
2: <laughs> there's, there's no way to bring you back Yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh,
0: how we got here, we were speaking of, of maps and geography. We were in, lucky enough to be to live down in, in southern New Mexico for four and a half years. It's an experience, man. It, it is what you make it. You know that whole thing. But uh, going from from New Mexico up to northern California, where we're from, was fun, challenging. We were a young couple. No kids. We just had the fur babies, two cats and a dog. Yeah. I was super pregnant. Yep. So you both drove? We drove from New Mexico across to Southern California, and then straight up California. You've made that drive, the long, straight drive through the grapevine and up. Mm. It's about 20, was it 26 hours? Mm, Something
1: like that. Okay, around there, yeah. And so then from. Broke it up in two days. Northern California, uh, after we were ready to leave and come to Alaska, JP drove with his dad and Stella our dog, and I drove with my brother to Seattle where I shipped my car, and then I flew because I knew that being super pregnant and driving that distance, even though I really, really wanted to, that it wasn't ideal for me, Mm -hmm. so.
0: And you got to spend a little bit of time in Seattle with your brother, didn't you? Like, you tootled around for, Mm -hmm. you know, 24 hours, so what was... I've never really been, I drove through, there was, like, a car on fire on the highway, so it was terrible traffic, and I was like, let's go around the city.
2: So what were the (laughs) roads like? I know that was kind of, like, a shock for me when when we got to... what was it? I think it was after Whitehorse in the Yukon that we realized there are no road markings. It's not paved. It's kind of like an improved gravel. The unspoken
0: was of Canadian Wild East. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> it was <laughs> pretty crazy. So that was that was kind of like a shocker. It What it gave me the sense of was, wow, we are alone out here. There is nothing out here, and if something happens – we have to figure this out on our own, right? Like, did you get the same sense?
0: I don't think so. Um, when there was parts of, of, you know, we went from the second part of our trip that she's talking about where we split ways. My dad and I drove from Northern California, Sacramento area, all the way up and around. And uh, we grew up doing those kind of drives through the wilderness. So it, it was just kind of taking me back to being a kid. You know, I hadn't spent a lot of time with my dad one-on-one like that in a number of years just because I was away on service. The remoteness was really cool. It wasn't foreign, and it wasn't uncomfortable. It was just, you know, one of those things that you acknowledge, like, eh. You get a flat tire out here, you could be in in for a night or something, you know. But um, just acknowledging the reality and being like, okay, this could happen. You know, are you sufficiently prepared? Are you mentally prepared? Are you prepared before your trip even begins? So those kinds of steps um, really go into helping us be comfortable on the route. But uh, beautiful, beautiful. I remember when we got up and around with my dad, I was like, so what's like the whole breath? Like, what's the most breathtaking view? And my dad was like. There's, like, three or, like, four of them. Like, you can't just pick one spot. Like, this just – it's such a great, great drive, uh, depending on when you go, I'm sure. Agreed, yeah.
3: I don't think Eric and I were super prepared for – it being so remote i mean we're from new york and then we lived in we came from south carolina the
0: whole state of new york the city of new york
3: where are you the from the city of new york wrong yeah.
0: <laughs> because <laughs> y'all, y'all don't look like uh, <laughs> buffalo or uh, <laughs> rochester no, no.
3: <laughs> bx over here yep. um so we're totally used to just being in populated areas and so by the time we got into canada the beginning of it was okay um and then it got really deserted probably like around that fort nelson Whitehorse area mm-hmm. and then yeah, I mean, we would go a really long time even without seeing gas stations right. and things like yeah, that. So
2: never pass up an opportunity to never get pa- gas, no. right? <laughs> never. <laughs> like, never, never. <laughs> Especially what after you pass Whitehorse, uh, it, it definitely became a lot Few more. Few
3: and far between. Yeah. What
2: months did you guys
0: travel up here?
3: July. July, thank yeah. goodness so, for that.
2: Oh, so everything was open yeah. by then. Yeah. It was full on,
0: yep. you know, the... the we, yeah. didn't ha- we didn't have to worry about
3: right? the, the snow and ice and... Oh goodness, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, the first But week, the
2: wildlife was...
0: My dad was keeping count for sure. it was like, rain man. He was like, we've seen 38 buffalo, three bears, two wolf. And I was like, yeah, I guess, Dad. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, no, there, I mean, there was... We like to leave early because we... Our kids were small at the time, right? We... Would try and get up when it was dark outside so that they would sleep in the car. And I definitely recommend that as much as you can if you if you're deciding to make this trip. But leaving that early made it easier for us to get a lot of miles in before we had to stop and then feed them and let them stretch their legs. Like it it flew by for them.
3: But it did make it tough with gas stations because gas stations wouldn't open until 6 or 7 in the morning. Right. And so we were having, we found a couple of times where we would leave at 2 or 3 in the morning, Mm -hmm. and we'd have to stop at a gas station and wait because we were already close to E. Mm -hmm. That's how long it took us to get to another gas station. And so we would just have to wait until they opened. Right. And so that was tough. So bring a gas can. We did not have gas cans with (laughs) us.
2: No, we... We were also driving a little
0: RAV4. We were. We we had two two dogs. dogs Ideal gas mileage. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, my truck's not making it some of those long hauls in between.
3: True.
2: I said if we ever did it again, we would definitely bring like a camper or something. Oh, yeah. Just so that we wouldn't have to shuffle in and out of a hotel. uh, Because that was...
3: Fun. Yeah.
0: No, Karen was my, she was definitely my Uh. My tech ops back at home because I would text her when I had service, and she'd be like, what city are you guys going to go into next? And I'm like, I don't really know. We'll have to see what's open, you know, so she would. we would know the next town. She would just text us and be like, you're going into this town, you're going into Watson Lake, and you're going to stay at this place called the Red Dragon, and we we're like, all right. So we pull into this dusty town up in northern Canada, and we're like, looking for the Red Dragon because that's where we're staying. They're like, it's the only place in town, so that's where you have to, so – she was really great along the way, and she, she not going the travel, but she definitely was my Ops Tech back home when we, she got stuck, I mean, it got shady there in a minute with cell phone service, you know, 2015, this seems like a million years ago now, but A lifetime ago. Yeah, right, well, my SIM card, swapped my SIM card to international, but uh, no, Karen definitely, because uh, we wouldn't have service, we couldn't call, we didn't have internet, so she was definitely making it happen on the, on the road for us.
2: So, I know that we're talking about, uh, we're, like, kind of dating ourselves a little bit, <laughs> in regards to, like, when we got here, but uh, there is the book, I forget The Milepost. The Milepost. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: I think that JP did a lot more digging into that book than I did, but he would tell you, I mean... So,
0: the the Milepost, for those that don't know, is a periodical that comes out. I think it's annually, uh, and they're... <laughs> Their entire year is spent traveling the Alcan across, coming up into Alaska. Because, you know, for people that don't know, that's really you've got to fly driver or sail, which is, I guess, the only other ways. But uh, the sole purpose of that magazine is to get up through the Alcan. And they've been doing it since the early 50s. And and uh, some of their editors have talked about they've driven the Alcan 35 times. And, th- and you're like, man, that's really so. It just really breaks down everything to the... The micro level, where it, uh, are you gas, are you diesel, are you propane, uh, how far off, like it, it's a it's an incredible resource, I would think, to check out, that for those people that want the information, um, yes, we have the internet, but everybody learns differently, and, and it's just a great book, because like I said, you don't always have service out there, you don't always have internet, and the exactly. phones, and maps, and things, right. so. That's
3: what I was going to say, you get to a point where if you're not already mapped out, if you don't have that on you, you're, you know.
2: Map questing through Canada.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you need to yeah. pull out the map and just follow. The, I mean, because that's what Which it is. Which is difficult. definitely
2: another recommendation that I would say is don't be afraid to have a paper map yeah. or at least a map quest or something of the sort. That's, that stuff might be right, lost, map man. Map I wonder, posts, if yeah. we
0: gave our kids a map, like if we gave them a phone with map app open, they could probably.
2: But uh,
0: <laughs> giving our kids a map, man, they might be like, Is this a treasure map? They would have
3: no idea what to do
0: with that. So I I, I (laughs) bet you there's a lot of adults that are in the early, you know, that maps can be challenging. So uh, if you're going to take a map, use a map, make sure you know how to use it before you need it.
2: (laughs) True. (laughs) That's good. That is a good one. Uh, (laughs) Do you remember the route that we took?
3: I do. So we left South Carolina and we went straight to New York where we're from because we wanted to visit our family. Um, And so we hung out there for a couple of weeks because we were like, we're not coming back home or flying across the country. And so now's the time. And so we spent that time. And then we knew that we really wanted to visit Chicago. We've always had this like deep passion of just (laughs) wanting to visit that place. And so we went there and we stayed there for a couple of days. That was one of our longer stops. Um, Maybe like two or three days we were there. And then North Dakota that lasted very quickly. Yeah, that um, <laughs> was very quick. Just <laughs> blew right through quick. windy North <laughs> yeah. North Dakota. Yeah, and then from there, we went straight into Canada. Mm-hmm. And so, where was it? I think Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. Saskatoon, yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent a couple days we there. We did. That
2: was really nice. Yeah, really same with it.
3: Edmonton was the following mm-hmm. one. It has the biggest mall in all of North America yeah. is the Edmonton Mall. So yeah,
0: that I, was thought cool. it, I thought it was in Minneapolis or something. Minnesota, the Mall of America. No, that's no? the biggest in common misconception? the United
3: States. Right. But Edmonton is the biggest mall or the largest mall in North America.
0: Don't yeah.
2: let Texas hear that. <laughs> 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 well, Alaska's way bigger than Texas as well. So That's a common joke oh, that you hear that. about that. that. Mean, oh.
0: If I was a Texan, I'd be like, yo, I've heard it. We get it. But still, <laughs> like you can't, you can't knock the pride out of Texans. Good for them.
2: <laughs> and then what was Fort it? Nelson, Fort Nelson and then
3: Whitehorse. Whitehorse. Oh, and then Anchorage.
2: Right, yeah. So we drove straight from. Uh, yeah, I think
3: after Edmonton, Whitehorse. our day drives were anywhere from 12 to 14 hours until we got to Anchorage. Oh, it Every was long days. Drove. It
0: was long driving days. My dad and I went uh, a couple uh, 12 hour drives, maybe some sixes and sevens in between. And then our last day was from. White Horse, way up north, all the way past Tok into Anchorage, you know, because our thought was we could drive from, I think it was White Horse to Toke is, you know, a few hours, four hours, and we were like, man, four hours one day, so many hours the next day, just push on through and be done, so we were here a day earlier, I think we, we uh, finally got on base here, I think it was my sister's birthday, May 6th. I think mean, that was the day we left it was May 6th. So but yeah, it was it was fun. My dad to this day my dad still talks and tells me about it like I didn't go on it with him. Like he just <laughs> tells me all about it. Everybody you talk to, Ann's uncles, uncles are like your dad loves he just talks about that trip.
3: It was an awesome drive. Mm-hmm. I would totally do it again. I'm glad that we did it. I'm glad we had that experience.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I would do it without even like moving homes. Like if I, I mean obviously we're not PCSing anymore, but I would drive the Alcan again, like with my family or something, if it was like for a mission purpose, like something to do, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be go down, get a new camper, whatever it is. Like it's, it's, it's not bad. You can navigate it, make it work. It's, it's, it's
2: great. worth it. Is someone thinking about getting a new camper? Oh, no. <laughs> Dreams. <laughs> Dream on.
1: Wishlist items.
2: Wishlist items. <laughs> we'll put it, we'll add it to the list. <laughs> <open> <laughs> JP. Yep. So,
0: um, so we talked about what we learned. We talked about how we got here. Um, but, is there any, any final comments on the travel up here? Because real soon, we're going to start talking about Alaska living here early on yeah. and, and transitioning that way. But uh, any final final pieces on uh, moving up here? That's part I of the travel process. I think some of the
2: other big pieces are when you're cutting through Alaska, or not Alaska, but Canada, that uh, they have a foreign currency, right? Yeah. So that's something I did not account for. When we were coming across the border, the all the rules that you have to consider and be very familiar with, uh, from birth certificates to all the paperwork, all yeah. the paperwork. I mean, even down to immunizations for your pets, right? Uh, so those are big things, especially post COVID. So during COVID timeframe, it was people who had to drive through Canada had a hard time. They had to make a beeline from Canada straight south, regardless of where you were going. To leave Canada.
3: You have to leave. Yeah. Now you have to leave Canada as soon as possible after COVID. Right. And you couldn't plan your own Like where you trip, were staying. Like where yeah. you were staying. Yeah, you no, had to was, just, yeah.
0: You had to stay, like from what I heard, people traveling through, leaving Alaska, that you had to go the course that they said. And you weren't allowed to pull off and go off that road. Or people that had campers, they weren't allowed to stay in their camper. They had to stay in the hotels. Yep. You know, they, were, they said people would come and knock on their camper and be like, you guys need to be in the hotel. You, there's no staying off the road. Because right. they were really controlling how far people were going off those roads.
3: Yeah, right. so yeah. it's probably a bit stricter now after COVID.
2: I, I believe it would be. Been, yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's still a little bit more relaxed than what COVID protocol was. Crossing the border is another one. If you bring up, what is it, your vehicle on barge, have you guys explored that at all?
1: Well, we, I, I mean, we've used, we used the ferry to ship our camper up here. Right. <laughs> that's my experience with that. But absent that, no. From how was I've that?
2: Ferry? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, like, We didn't ride it. Camper made it well? Yeah.
1: Okay. That, uh, was, that We was were a little f- terrified because uh, people do barge campers up here often. I mean, that's how, uh, obviously, little, most of the things that we have up here are barged up here. <laughs> They're either flown or barged. And so cars and campers and things like that. Um, my parents put it on the ferry for us and we just hoped that everything would work out well when it got here. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny because uh we stayed in
0: Whittier overnight in the back of my truck and then at like six thirty in the morning the barge showed up. So I had my truck that I've had, you know, I had the truck for maybe a year, a year and a half by then. And I I had towed before mostly Air Force stuff. So yeah, I was the first truck to back in. Never hooked up this camper to my truck. So I was like, uh I was like, anybody want so the the I I don't know if you call them deck hands, but the guys helping out were kind of like, "All right, hook it up," and it's like everything in the barge was waiting for me to get out. I was the first one up, and I was like, "Oh God!" So I threw it in drive and drive to pull the camper out, and I was like, "This is," and it's like I was kind of terrified, but it was like nobody's waiting for you to be like, kind of pooper get off the pot type of yeah. thing. And yep. so it was just like drop it and drive, pull it out, and Cameron's like, "Oh my gosh, there's," and I was like, "I gotta go down the street to make sure this is like you have to get it off now." So I was like, "Hooked up, drive it down the street, pull off," and I was like, <laughs> "All right, let's go over this thing and make sure we can pull it safely." So um, that was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: I would say that you do. I mean, for things like the ferry, which are, is an option for people that come up here. You know, there's a lot of people that choose to ferry up uh, that you need to plan well in advance because they book out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, there's, if you have animals, there's certain protocol they have for, you know, leaving your animals in your vehicle, or uh, if you have them with you, you have to take them to use the body and do all that. But. That's another option a lot of people love because you kind of get to see parts of Alaska while you're moving up here in a way cheaper way than doing a cruise. Right.
2: (laughs) So if we had to solidify everything, what are a couple of things that we would recommend to to listeners? Lessons learned and or uh, like a recap.
3: I would say be prepared when crossing the border, whatever that looks like. If you're going um, having to go through Canada. Um, have all your ducks in a row with all your paperwork prepared and ready to show. And sometimes they don't even ask for everything.
1: I would say the gas, like Noemi pointed out, and and JP did have gas cans in the truck. Depending on the type of time of year that you do go, there's going to be more gas stations open than others. Uh, but just be re- be prepared.
0: We want to inspire others to have healthy relationships and welcome you to join our journey of navigating through life's seasons where we discuss where we are, what we've experienced, and where we came from.
3: If you want to hear and see more of us, follow us on this platform and on Instagram at akcoupleofcouples.
0: Life is challenging enough, and we hope our experiences can inspire you and make you laugh along the way.